Today on the Callahan Podcast, well, you've heard of Karens, I'm sure. Well, now we got a new term. It's uh, Gupkas. Gupkas. They're those TV doctors that want you to know that nothing is over. Nothing is over till we say it's over. You got to get, if, if you get your vaccine, doesn't matter. You still have to wear your mask. You can't travel. You can't socially, you must socially distance. You can't go to bars and restaurants. It's never going to end. And now you have more and more. Mayors, governors telling you you can't go to the gym, you can't go to restaurants, you can't go to bars. They just don't tell you why. Also, Tom Cruise loses it on some people on the set, and uh, you're not going to be surprised when you find out why. You might be surprised at his language. Tom Cruise gets a little salty, and uh, an ESPN personality wants you to know that he roots against Josh Allen, the Bills quarterback. And uh, you're not going to believe why. We'll give you two of the reasons. Two of the reasons. We'll, we'll give you the rest. Later. Two of the reasons. American flags and dogs. American flags and dogs. We'll give you the details on that and uh, a whole lot more on today's Callahan podcast brought to you by DCU. Do you love your car but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU and they could help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy and the loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance. Insured by NCUA membership required. Hi, Cullinan. Let's go. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. I think I understand now what the uh, you know, what the, what the mask fanatics, what the, you know, everybody on MSNBC, NBC, CNN, I think I understand their take now. The vaccine's wonderful. God bless, you know, God bless Operation Warp Speed. Uh, it's not Donald Trump didn't do it. We're not going to mention Donald Trump, but the... Uh, the scientists, the chemists, the doctors, the frontline medical workers, wonderful work. Great. The vaccine is rolling out. We're all grateful, but it's going to change nothing. I mean, it's going to, yeah, it's going to cure the, uh, the uh, virus, eliminate the virus, but that doesn't mean, you know, it eliminates the virus. Do I have that right, Chadwick? I mean, Correct. It, it, you're not going to be able to get the virus, but let's be honest, you might get the virus. So we got to mask up everybody. We got to social distance. And you know what else we got to do, Shattuck? Wash our hands. We have to, we have to be extra careful. We can't have parties, gatherings, big gatherings at the holidays. We can't travel. I I, I just learned this on MSNBC from Dr. What's this douche's name? Vin Gupta. (laughs) Vin Gupta says, we are not liberated from masks yet. The vaccine will not liberate you. So you will not be liberated. He is not going to liberate us. I'm telling you, this is, uh, we could have predicted this. First of all, when people got the virus and then got over it, got better, like like Trump, like or like the NFL coaches that had it and they got it. And Gruden said one day at the beginning of the season, he said, I've already had it. I don't need to wear a mask. And they find him like a half a million bucks. Trump, had to wear a mask after he had it, got over it. Melania got over it, had to wear a mask. Nobody ever explained why. You know, they knew he was immune, at least for a while he was immune, but they didn't explain why he was supposed to continue max, max masking up. Same with Vin Gupta and the rest of the lunatic left uh, medical community is they tell you you must continue to wear a mask and continue to uh, be use all the uh, follow all the restrictions and the rules. They don't tell you why. Have you heard anyone explain why after you get 
or get the vaccine, why you have to continue to live in fear of the virus? <laughs> well, I mean, they're going to revisit it, Jerry. After you're vaccinated and you have no trace of the virus anymore and you can't shed it on to anybody, uh, Vin Gupta is going to reevaluate sometime in July. Just because you get vaccinated with that second dose does not mean you should be participating in things like traveling in the middle of an out-of-control pandemic or that you're liberated from masks. Everything oh. still applies until oh. all of us oh. get the two-dose regimen. We don't think that's going to happen until June, July. Oh, can I just say to little little Vin Gupta, MD, and, and I'm just going to assume Dr. Gupta didn't get his, uh, uh, his, his doctorate in education, and I'm, I'm just going to assume that he's a real doctor, so I'll call him Dr. Gupta. Um, you see my friend Tom Shattuck right there, doctor? Kiss his fat ass, all right? Kiss <laughs> his fat ass right now. You cannot participate in in life essentially. No traveling, you know. No, you must social distance, and 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 you're not liberated from masks. Um, and he never really says why. He says, you know, until we get everybody back. Well, if you're vaccinated, I mean, I know I'm a simpleton. I'm a simple man, as Bill O'Reilly likes to say. I'm a simple man. Can you explain to me why someone who's vaccinated has to wear a mask or, or social distance? Can you, can you, Tom Shattuck, you, I, I believe you have a, uh, a doctorate in something, right? Yes, ex- exactly. <laughs> uh, University of Delaware, as a matter Excellent. of fact, Jerry, <laughs> I worked very hard for. You know, it, well, he's suggesting that the fact that you don't, you don't get the disease doesn't mean you couldn't get some symptoms and then shed those on to somebody. But I, I just talked to a, a physician yesterday who's now administering the, the vaccine, and this is bizarrely, what Gupta was saying is bizarrely um, something foreign to anything else I've heard. But you know what's great is, the way he says you're not liberated because they're noticing that people are getting vaccines and you know people in the healthcare community are acting happy. They're acting like they've been liberated, like they've been released from lockdown, and they're you know joyous and ebullient. And well, wasn't, that, wasn't it Portnoy's point too on like Tucker last night? He's talking about everybody was playing by the rules. Like mm-hmm. and now things right. are, vaccines out there. Now people are getting hopeful. And then you're going to have a guy like this. Say and he's not the only one. It's 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 a whole cult. They do not. This guy, this Gupta is an example, but there's other doctors on CNN, MSNBC, other TV doctors. I'm going to tell you right now, they will never say you're good. You can go now. Right. This shit. You lose the mask. Hug, hug your friends. Go to a crowded bar. Shake hands. They will never say that. They have reveled in this control. And they're not giving it up. I mean, he, he literally doesn't tell you why you have to continue like you didn't get vaccinated when you get vaccinated. Yeah, and, and it pisses way, him I- off, Jerry. You, the way, his tone is, hold on. You know, he says to Chuck Todd, hold on. Before I answer your question, I want to get back to something somebody else just said. If you think you can go out there and act liberated, that's no good. Don't start acting liberated on us. You know, and it's the same thing with, you know, in other they words, hate that liberation. Yes. Stuff. They hate that. It's the same thing with the restaurants in New York with, the, with all the contact tracing, the sacred contact tracing that showed that, you know, about a percent of people in restaurants had spread the disease at all. Still, they see people in the restaurants. They see people acting normal in the restaurants and it pisses them off. They find it gross. We're, we're gonna get to we're gonna get to restaurants because I've um, I've got I got people I mean and everyone is not everyone are a number of people are texting and tweeting me from restaurant and and gyms 
And these people, I don't know if this is the breaking point, but they're at their end of their rope. People are ready to snap because they, they're getting shut down. They're losing their livelihoods and they're not getting any good reasons why we'll get to that. But I want to deal with this medical community. I mean, this, this, this establishment medical community first, because, um, you you kind of saw this coming, you know, when they said you had to wear masks even after you've had the virus and you've been okay. And they can't tell you why they know you have immunity, at least for, you know, six months, at least I think you have immunity forever, but, and people get tested like, like Rand Paul, he's got the, uh, the, the antibodies, he's not getting it. He's not giving it. And yet they insist he mask up. They can't tell you why it's, it's remarkable when you have these learned people uh, you know, who, who, who certainly know the material better than you or I, and they can't give you a reason why. I think that's right. what's really the maddening part. You know, again, like restaurants, gyms, these, these people with the masks, with the, with the rules, can't say why you must follow the rules. They are just getting off on making the rules and enforcing the rules. They just don't know why you have to follow them. Um, uh, I'm going to digress for a second here because um Cullinane brought up Portnoy, and I know you'll you'll like this Cullinane, but I have a bone to pick with Portnoy. I have a criticism. He gets all this credit, including from me, when he does these rants like he did the other day about shutting down the restaurants. I'm just going to say this. Dave El Prez, have some balls and name names. He sits there and talks about politicians and government leaders and goes off on them, and he should. But he knows their names. He knows it's de Blasio. He knows it's Cuomo. Why can't he just say that? I've seen you know restaurant owners whose livelihoods are on the line single out de Blasio. We've seen him many, many of them single out Cuomo. That's what the you know the restaurant owners in Staten Island, the, the gym owners who've been shut down. They name names. What is Portnoy afraid of? Is he afraid that de Blasio will come after him or or Cuomo? Why can't he single them out? I don't know. I don't. I don't think he's afraid to name them. Hey, personally. why wouldn't he? I don't. I don't know. I think he's just ranting, and I think he's just speaking for a general community. And he's probably in his head because you've said this all the time. He's trying, like, quote unquote, not to be political, you know. But I don't think he's necessarily like, you know, scared to say Cuomo. I do. I do. And you know why? Because of all those guys that work for him that turned on him and shivved him in the back when he went uh, when he got political. You know, when he interviewed the president of the United States, they didn't like that. They didn't like that he did it without running it by them first. You know, when uh, right. KFC. Don't you think going on Tucker Carlson kind of slaps them back a little bit and says, all right, who's, who's you know, who's boss? You know what I mean? Like, that's well, I mean, what's he going to turn down going on Tucker Carlson? Which, no, but he does it enough. I will say this. His, his, his appearance last night was lame. Because he doesn't name names. I mean, you can't go off ripping, you know, the the government and the politicians without telling you who's making these rules, who's enforcing these rules. Hell, these guys, de Blasio and Cuomo, have their own police force now because the NYPD will not enforce their ridiculous arbitrary rules. So they use these sheriffs, officers. They're the ones going in and busting restaurants and busting gyms and ruining lives because Cuomo is a tyrant and a and and and, and an egomaniac that can't handle anybody st- uh, speaking up challenging him and he knows the media is completely in the tank for him it doesn't matter what he does he can harass the women in his office he can uh, kill you know elderly new yorkers doesn't matter the media will always have his back de blasio not so much 
But if you can't single out de Blasio, I mean, uh, Portnoy, you can't single out de Blasio and, and point the finger at him. He's the one. He, he, he ruins lives so cavalierly. It's he just says, eh, sorry, can't do it. Can't go to a restaurant. Can't go to the gym. Too bad. You're just going to have to get a government check like the rest of us. Yeah. And de Blasio, that is a that is He's a pretty easy target considering he was out there you know, partying in the streets after Biden was declared the winner. He was out there with the other people who were breaking his regulations, you know, his own code red in his, his city. De Blasio was out there, you know, getting high with those people. But I mean, Dave is pretty much, he's pretty upfront about being a kind of spineless businessman at this point. He does. Right. But I, I understand he's apolitical now because he's afraid of his, uh, another revolt which was absurd. He did nothing wrong, nothing. And they all turned on him. They interviewed the president. He sang a rap song five years ago. Right. And they, you know, they acted I th- like I think he was your crazy. question is fair. Like, I think you're, it's, it's a fair question to say, why isn't he naming names? I just don't, I, I wouldn't overthink it too much. I don't think he's scared of retribution. You've talked about that with restaurant owners. I don't think Dave Portnoy is scared of Andrew Cuomo coming after him. That's- I think he's scared of, uh, of KFC and all the rest of the crew that turned on him. He does not want them to turn on him again, have another revolt. So in his mind, he says, I'll just stay above the fray. Yeah. But don't you think Portnoy's rant is basically what Tom Cruise did, right? He's basically saying, listen, we're playing by the rules. We're doing everything. You're going to screw it up for everybody if you just don't play by their rules. And we're trying to keep people getting to get paid. All right, yeah, I, I said his, his rant the other day was great, but why can't you call these people out? Yeah. Why, why I, I avoid agree with naming you. their names? I mean, really, you're going to not name de Blasio? I the agree with you. in the country? You have to. I think you have to. You have to understand who's doing this to you. And it becomes even more maddening, even more frustrating and to, to bring it home to Boston, I mean, you have a mayor who is making rules not based in science, not based in logic, just making rules because they sound good to him, like the, that he means business, that he is protecting the citizens. It doesn't make any sense. I have the actual uh, um, uh, transcript uh, report from his meeting or the, the mayor's office meeting with the gym owners. He admits in Boston, they just shut down gyms for three weeks. And I'll say this as clearly as I can, for no reason at all. For no reason at all. Shut down gyms. I've mentioned before, my wife works at a gym. I know people who own a gym. They had to lay off a bunch of people before Christmas, 10 days before Christmas, lay them off, shut the place down. Uh, in fact, at one gym near my house, my wife was saying, a guy, a member threw a tantrum because he went to work out and they told him we're closed uh, tomorrow. It was going to be the next day for three weeks. And he just lost it. Said, this is insane. We do not spread the virus. This is not a vector, a hotspot. It's arbitrary. It's made up. Mm-hmm. They don't have, then they've done testing. I mean, I can go over the numbers, but the mayor's office, literally the city literally told gym owners, you are not spreading the virus. There is no evidence that you are a place where the virus gets transmitted, but we shut you down in the spring and we're going back and following the same protocols. So we have to shut you down again. So they just cavalierly say, we know you have a bunch of employees, you know, it's 10, 10 days before Christmas. You got people who have kids, you got single mothers too bad. We did this in the spring and now we're going back and following the same rules we made in the spring so we have to shut you down can you imagine 
the frustration, the level of frustration of someone whose livelihood is being just arbitrarily uh, messed with by hack politicians who, if you took the whole bunch of them together, you wouldn't get an entire brain. They're, they're morons. Right. They're yeah, Cuomo, Cuomo essentially said, you know, when asked about the restaurants, because the contact tracing showed that the restaurants hadn't really been a, a spreading place whatsoever. He said, right. But we don't have control of you in your house. We do have control of the right. restaurants. Right. So it's really just about this exercise. It's just performative. That's it. And the same with the gyms. And the thing that's that's more that's that's scary about this and that's the most ugly about this is that, you know, communal activities like uh, restaurants, those are sacred to people. That's what we're here for in gyms, you know, the, the, to to get exercise, the, you know, self uh, care. I mean, th those are sacred to people. Not only are they physically important, but for a lot of people, you know, that kind of sets a day for them, lights a fire for them and, and you know, give, gives them the energy and the and the, uh, you know, exuberance that they need to get through the day. And that's why the government goes and just snatches it away. I think you're learning that maybe they're not sacred because if they're not willing to get the data that Jerry is talking about right now, if you go to the grocery store right across the street from me and say, should restaurants and gyms be closed right now? I'd say nine out of 10 of them say yes. Don't you think? Yeah, I mean, yes, because they're, they're stupid. They're stupid. If you, th if you say that, you're stupid. There's no proof. And in fact, a couple things from yesterday. One, I tweeted out this study. Men's Health uh, reported that if you uh, that exercise helps you fend off lung damage from COVID. The long-term lung damage is much worse, obviously, for people who are overweight, obese, and if you and don't have good uh, whatever you know, lung lungs aren't in good shapes. Mm -hmm. So they come out with this report that stay in shape, get in shape, get in good cardiovascular shape, avoid lung damage if you get COVID. On the same day that places like Massachusetts shut down the gyms. New York uh, moved from a uh, gym capacity of 33% to 25%. So your gym's one third full. Cuomo says, you know, I'm, I haven't, I haven't screwed with anyone's life today. Let me, let me screw with their life. We'll go to 25%. The gym spread rate in New York state is 0.06%. It's, it's nothing. It's negligible. But even even more amazing in Massachusetts, um, the gym spread rate. I don't know if that's the term or it's the infection rate. They tested or they checked when you check into a gym. They give you the the temperature check. The temperature check thing. Um, they had forty forty five positive cases in one point three million check ins. One point three million went to gyms in Massachusetts from July to November. 45 positives. That's a positive rate of 0. 0.0000325. They have nothing to do with this spike, this spread. Um, it doesn't matter. In fact, the city admitted it didn't matter. At the same time, they closed them down. And there's a couple of good, I got to give uh, Planet Fitness, which a lot of people make fun of because it's $10 a month and you're not allowed to grunt. Got to give them credit. They came out with a statement ripping the mayor that takes balls because let's be honest uh mayor marty walsh is a union thug and a vindictive man like most of these these tyrant these uh tyrants he'll get them back but they are desperate they don't want to close they don't want to lay people off and they came out with a statement blasting him and saying this makes no sense the, it makes no sense right 
just like the, the restaurant thing where restaurants um, in New York, New York, the percentage of the infections that came in bars and restaurants, 1.4%. The percentage of infections that come at home, 76%. So people are getting sick at home, in nursing homes, in hospitals. That's it. They're not getting sick in restaurants and bars. They're not transmitting the virus. 1.4% is pretty amazing when you think about the focus they've put on restaurants and bars. Right. It's, it's negligible. It doesn't matter. They admit these numbers now. Back in the spring, they didn't even know. So now they admit the numbers. They admit they're not, uh, people aren't going to restaurants and getting sick, and they shut them down anyway. Well, because people in restaurants and bars act liberated, Jerry. Yeah. Where do they go when you shut down the bars and restaurants? Like if you say this weekend, you know, you can't, there's no restaurants, no bars. They're open in Boston, but they just shut down the bar seating, the bar seating. So I've, you've seen a few bars and restaurants recently, right? They spread out the table, uh, the, the chair right. and everything. They do everything. This, uh, the, the sanitation stations. And if you go to the bathroom without your mask, they yell at you, put your mask on. So they're not spreading the virus. They get shut down anyway. And where do people go? Where are they told to go? Home, home, right. cuddle up with all the family and the friends come over and breathe on each other and, and get each other sick. It is madness. And I know I rant about this every day and I'll continue to rant about it. It is madness. I'm getting, last night I get a text from a guy. I, I don't really know that well, but I mentioned it before. He, he was in car sales. He opened a restaurant in January. Pandemic hits in March. He's about to lose everything, about to lose everything. And he texts me because the city, the, though the state was demanding their Tax, I think it was a quarterly tax, and he said, I don't have it. I don't have anything. I'm closed. I, I'm, I'm losing everything. And they're like uh, putting the lien on him because he didn't pay his quarterly tax. We right. are being governed by heartless, cruel tyrants. You've seen the videos of these restaurants when the health inspectors come in, and these people are going, what more can I do? And they, yes. they say, too bad. Here's your $500 citation. We are being ruled by monsters who don't give a damn about these families, about these people 10 days before Christmas, too bad. You know, you, we, they are bureaucrats and they, they, again, don't miss a paycheck. They don't feel the pain. They inflict the pain. It's sick. What, what, what we're living through right now. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, some of these people who are deputized and turned into COVID, um, you know, crack squad teams to, to come down on people. You know, I feel bad for some of those people, too, because they don't want to be doing this. And it's ridiculous. You got the guy you got the guy with the Greek restaurant who is begging for just his existence. I follow the rules. I continue to follow the rules. And you guys still time after time are giving me citations. Telling me I have to close my business. That's uh, Anton Van. He he was on uh, Hannity last night. And you know what they were busting him for? He took the tables. And put them outside because they used to have outdoor dining. Again, outdoor dining was shut down, and I'll be clear here, for no reason at all. No reason at all. Everyone, How come everyone's not as pissed off as, as we are when you think of how insane that is? Shut down outdoor dining in L.A. for no reason at all. He got busted for not bringing the tables in, leaving them out. Right. He didn't serve people. He just left the tables out on the sidewalk. 
So they, and this guy who's probably losing everything, probably laying people off, <clears throat> struggling to survive. They bust him because the tables without people at them were outside. That's a violation of, 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 of Gavin Newsom's, uh, of a decree. It's, it's just madness. Right. And Love you it. look at inside and then all of the gyms and that's the best uh, example, because I bet if you tested the air quality in gyms, the, the biggest uh, threat would be the amount of disinfectant in the air because people spray <laughs> the equipment constantly in gyms. But no, it's, it, it is really because it's something that it's sacred. And that's why, because, you know, if we shut this down, maybe you'll comply. Maybe you'll understand how serious we are. So we're going to make sure that, you know, although French laundry is open to those of us right. who are smart enough to know you morons working out, you're not smart enough to know. So we're taking the thing away from you. I don't, you probably didn't watch Charlie Baker yesterday, but I watched him and he was so damn pissed off at the, the citizens of the, of the he's state. So, he's so arrogant. He's so smug. It's sickening that, that anybody supports him. I'd love to, and we don't get a lot of uh, comments on the Facebook uh, that are, that disagree with me or us. Uh, can we get someone on that, that wants to defend this, Colleen? I really need somebody who can we can put on who wants to defend Baker and defend yeah. Walsh and defend Cuomo because they're out there. It is sickening and scary, but like defend United Airlines because they kicked a two-year-old off a plane for not wearing a mask. Ruined that family's you know weekend or week because a two-year-old wasn't wearing a mask when everybody knows that's not necessary. A, a it's, it's impossible to do. Get a two-year-old to keep it on, right? Like for an entire flight, and B, it's not necessary. It's just a, as you right. point out, performative art. And and is there really an adult on that plane? An adult who says, if that two-year-old doesn't wear a mask, we're we're all in trouble here. We're all going to get sick. I mean, if, unless they're no. really stupid, that person doesn't exist. Right. Here's, here's what disappoints me the most, Tom Shattuck, and I'll say it again: the the level of compliance to me is frightening in our free society. The number of people doing things, following the rules that don't make any sense just because they want to be, they want to be compliant. They you know that they're outside by themselves with a mask on. They're uh, supporting shutdowns. And I, I get some of it every time I tweet about it. Most people are, are uh, in agreement with me, you, with, with, with normal you know people, but there are a few like yesterday when I'm tweeting about shutting down the gyms, you know, three weeks before uh, or 10 days before Christmas, just before a, uh, a, a major snowstorm shut down the gyms. So everyone can go inside, breathe on each other and get fat guy says, well, that's on you. If you can't find a way to exercise without a gym, that's your problem. And I'm going, what, 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 what is, what are you talking about? So shutting down the gyms doesn't make any sense. But it's on us to find a way to exercise in a snowstorm without a gym. Yeah, I got it's a better idea. How about you don't shut down the gyms? Huh? I mean, well, it's psychosis. It's psychosis. I think. I think a portion of the people are like Dave, who want government to tell them what to do. You tell me what to do and how to behave. You're my parent. I'll just believe anything you tell me, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I'll wear my mask like you tell me to. And then there's some people who are semi-passive, like VB, who's. Who, when government tells him, and when the cultural winds tell him that certain sports teams' names are bad, oh yeah, then we should just change them. That's fine. I want to go watch the Cleveland X-rays play this weekend. <laughs> that makes no, sense. That he lost me on that one, Shattuck. He right. lost me that, he, that the X-ray was invented at Cleveland. How about calling them the X-rays? And I'm going, what? As an, as yeah. an actual name? Um, you're right. It is. 
it, it, here's it's the benefit of the doubt that they give the government, even when they know the person doing it is either a monster like Cuomo or a moron like the Blasio or or a or a Baker, um, Walsh or Baker, and they're saying, you know what? I think they have my best interests in heart. I think the good thing to come out of this is a whole new skepticism of these people. I think we're getting a closer look and seeing how the sausage is made. And it is scary. Again, they tell you what to do with the mask, shutting down the gym, the restaurant. They don't tell you why, you know why they don't tell you why? Cause there is no good reason. And now get ready. Everyone's thrilled to get the vaccine. But as we started, there are doctors, these, 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 these Dr. Karens out there who are going to say, Oh no! Well, you can't get the vac- you can't get the virus anymore. You're good with it, but you still have to wear a va- uh, mask. You still shouldn't travel. You still can't eat out. And you go, why? No reason. None. The level of compliance or the people thinking that these government these 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 tyrants have their best interest in mind that they shouldn't eat out, that they shouldn't travel, or they shouldn't walk in the woods alone without a mask is scary to me. And I've seen the numbers of. And, and gone over them with the mask compliance and in places where this, you know, the virus is raging like LA, New York, New Jersey, everyone's wearing a mask. It's 97, 98% in Boston. Right. I swear to God, it's 99.9%. Everybody is masked up when an, when a, uh, an absolute bozo like Biden comes on and says, here's what we're going to do. And we're going to go it's a hundred days. See this? We put this on. We put this on because we're patriots and we love each other. And a hundred days, that's all I ask. And you go, right. Hey, idiot. Everybody's already wearing a mask. Now I can't speak to, you know, Tulsa, Oklahoma, cause I haven't been there, but I've been out in Boston every day. All everybody is wearing a mask here. And yet we have, a spike. We have uh, more cases. It doesn't matter. You can, right. There's no correlation. Once people figure that out, maybe they'll get a little more skeptical like we are. But until then, it is scary. Well, the, level, the correlation may be opposite of the one that they're actually serving to us. Right. But along the same lines, you know, they are happy to. Charlie Baker is happy to be pissed off at us yesterday and saying, if you think that you're going to have to, you're going to celebrate Christmas as you usually do, I want to let you know that's on your conscience. That's going to be on you. You're going to have to sleep, uh, you know, with a heavy burden on your heart. You think you can do that? At the same time, the CDC is telling him that we must social distance, we must cancel. Uh, Christmas, the CDC is also telling him that we must open the schools now. Right. But is he, does he have the, the cojones to tell the teachers to get back to work? No. The teachers who are being paid, they're being paid right now. Public school teachers are being paid of and course. they're not showing up to work. And he says nothing to them. Nothing. No, 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 no. Let's be honest. Joe Biden has a solution for getting the schools reopened. More money. We need whatever, 72 billion more. I heard him say this. Is, it costs a lot to reopen the schools. And I go, and what? What uh, What sense does that make? The schools have been closed. You open them. That means kids, you know, go go walk in there, sit down at your desk, and the teacher go like you used to do. No, that costs a lot of money. Why? Because so, you got to buy some Purell? What is he talking about? They've been The teachers have been on vacation for 10 months. I understand they don't want to go back to work before the holidays, get through New Year's, then go back to work. But Biden is completely bought and paid for by the teachers union. When you hear him talk, he's going to pick a a teachers union hack 
as education secretary, you watch. It'll be someone whose life is uh, is devoted to making life easier for teachers and and disregarding the needs of students. You watch. That'll be his his choice. Uh, and, is and, there a possible uh, doctor of education in his inner circle, <laughs> Jerry? I don't know. Oh yeah, it'll be a doctor, and we'll have to refer to them as doctor, whoever it is. I mean, he said he told the teachers union on a conference call. You've seen the video. Said not only do you have a friend in the White House now, you have a member. You have a teachers union uh, fanatic in uh, Doctor Jill. So whatever the teachers union wants, they're going to get. They wanted it. I guess they want a year-long vacation. Ten months isn't enough, but. Uh, Here's, here's the funniest part. It's going to snow in the Northeast and in big time in New York. They're saying the biggest snowstorm in 10, uh, 10 years or five years or something coming. Snow day, remote learning, virtual class, and they're going to get a snow day, <laughs> which I guess, I, I guess kids right. deserve it. Kids have been stuck in front of the computer, but teachers who've been, you know, had it pretty easy for 10 months are going to get a couple of days off because of snow. They're going to get a snow day, but they can't go out and sled with their friends or anything like that. You know, they got to stay home. Oh, yes, they, they can if they wear uh, gas masks. You can't toboggan, like on the same toboggan, or you can't on one of those long sleds with two or three kids. No. You got to be separate, have your own thing, and you got to, you know. Yes, go. that reeks of liberation. That will not be oh, happening. Bottom of the hill, how you used to slam into your friends. You can't do that. Who was the uh, who was the hack yesterday that was uh, demanding that all the streaming platforms offer free services so that people stay <laughs> indoors during the holiday season to, to just to, to, to <laughs> trick people to stay indoors? I forget who that was. Does anyone ever? I mean, you watched Baker yesterday. I've seen Cuomo do these these ego trips. By the way, is he still the only governor that had to be on a split screen when the first person in his state got the vaccination? Is he? I haven't seen any. I saw New Hampshire. I saw New Jersey uh, with. Uh, Phil Murphy, he stood with a bunch of nurses, masked up, was not on his own, didn't have his own, you know, governor cam. Cuomo's the only one that insisted on a, on a split screen with his face while the vaccine was administered, correct? That's what I've seen. That's all I've seen, yes. He, he is the friggin' worst. He is the worst of the worst. But anyway, um, I assume they're going to come out, you know, when they do those press conferences, when there are storms and they wear the windbreaker and they have the sign language person. They're going to come out and give you rules for sledding, rules for snow forts. Oh, rules absolutely. For, uh, I absolutely. Mean, uh, I, I wonder, I'm again, I'm disappointed at the level of compliance. I'm disappointed at the docile submission for so many people who aren't all that upset at what they're doing. But how long does that last? Does that, is that forever? I mean, I know some people are more compliant than others, but does that last forever when they start telling you, you know, after the vaccine and after your old, that you have to continue to mask up, that you have to continue virtual learning and you can't have, you know, whatever meetings or groups or concerts. When do people rise up? That's a great um, question. I, <laughs> I said, I said it yesterday. I don't think people do until they drive down the street and they see all the shit that's closed. All the places that they went every Friday or Saturday night is out of business. Uh, I don't think they're scared shitless right now. No, I think, you know, when, it, when it's personal, when they know someone like I did, uh, gym owners who got, uh, went, who are now auctioning off all their gym equipment. It's over. They had a gym for 32 years. It's over. The governor destroyed their lives. They went bankrupt. Now they're auctioning off all the gym equipment just to, and, and they'll probably go. It's a couple. Um, they'll probably go work at target or Amazon. Cause that's what 
you know, tyrants, autocrats like uh, like Charlie Baker want. They want everyone to work in Amazon, every restaurant to be a chain restaurant, and well, half of them will be gone, but the other half will be half are will, gone. Will be Applebee's, but um, it. I, I here's here. There are certain things, and I say even the morons, even the sheep, even the lemmings have to raise an eyebrow. Like yesterday. There was an uh, last week when the news of the um, vaccination came out. Charlie Baker, the the fool who who was the governor of Massachusetts, said he wants the prisoners to get the vaccine first. Yesterday in Orange County, California, a judge ordered. Uh, is it half? Yes, he said the prison population in the Orange County jails must be reduced in half. The sheriff, who's obviously upset at some you know, lunatic moon bad judge telling him letter said there will be dozens, dozens of murderers released because they don't want these poor fellas to get COVID. Now, most murderers in prison are, I don't say young and healthy, but they're not, you know, they're not elderly, you know, they're not obese (laughs) except for, did you see him? Um, Barack Obama, I mean, not Barack Obama, Osama, Osama bin Laden's driver was getting released because he's too obese for prison. Guy's been in, he's been in prison for whatever it is, 15, 20 years, and he's too obese. He's got to be released because he's, you know, vulnerable. But you have a bunch of prisoners who are getting COVID, and the solution for people like uh, my congressperson, the insane Ayanna Presley, is let them all go. So the people in you know, nice civilized in civilized society have to um, do everything: mask up, stay home, no rest, no kids going to school. But prisoners, including murderers, will be released because they might get COVID. I hate to sound heartless, but who cares if a prisoner gets COVID? I mean, they're probably not going to die. We know the percentages: ninety-eight, ninety-nine percent survival rate. It'll be two weeks, and they'll be fine. I'm sorry. They sacrificed some rights when they committed murder. Just me, mm-hmm. and and the and 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 I I knew the governor of Massachusetts was insane and well not insane but just out of control and just a crazed lunatic liberal like like Cuomo and Whitmer and the rest of them. But when you publicly say, now that we got the vaccination, I'd like to start with prisoners. You are you have just lost it because I can't imagine too many law-abiding citizens who say. Right. Good idea. Good well, if idea. It's for, if it's for a social justice reason, that's ridiculous and disgusting and obscene. If it's because the you know the COs or whatever the corrections guys need to be protected, then that's different. But although, why wouldn't you just vaccinate well, them then? Well, that's my question. He didn't right. say we're going to start with uh, prison guards, right? But so you, <laughs> I guess, his argument is, well, we'll vaccinate them and leave them in there because I'm a law and order guy. And Ayanna Presley wants to just let them all go. That's her big issue now. If you follow yeah. her or listen to her, she wants to let all the prisoners go. And as we know, a number of DAs around America, around the country are crazy George Soros liberals who don't believe yeah. in prison and, and want to unleash these criminals on the public. And so that, that it's got some support. It is amazing that when you think about the priorities, there are people in nursing homes and assisted living facilities who've been trapped for 10 months, trapped in their rooms. I mean, I, I tweeted about this. Literally, I got this uh, assisted living place near me, and they can't leave their rooms. They have a common area in the middle, like a lounge, where they used to all gather in their wheelchairs and talk and drink coffee. 
It's got yellow crime tape around it. They are literally forbidden from uh, congregating and leaving their rooms. So Charlie Baker wants the um, the vaccination to go to you know someone or whoever uh, Stevie Flemmy before it goes to those people in the nursing home trapped in their rooms. That's the kind of people we have making decisions for us. And again, worse yet is if we have people supporting those people, voting for them, uh, following their insane rules. It's it's just well, you asked Jerry when people are going to fight back or resist. I would say, I mean, people are barely hanging on. So, you know, more business is going to go under. Um, I would say around tax time when the federal government who told us, ordered us to tank our livelihoods, you know, or pushed our companies into furloughing us, et cetera, says, by the way, you owe us money now. It's time to pay us. I think that could be a time. Or if next year, if the Democrats win the Senate, um, if they start handing out fifty thousand dollars to rich kids in college from Dover, Massachusetts, and Wellesley, oh, it's coming. Newton, it's coming. That's that's revolution time. I would say that's to that's a that would be a problem. Absolutely. Well, there's there's a good story out of Minnesota. Uh, there, I forget the number. I got it here. Businesses finally are uh, organizing and banding together. One hundred and fifty. Small businesses are going to reopen in defiance of the governor's orders. Now, this is the only way it can work. I hear people say this all the time to to restaurant owners and uh, and, and gym owners and say, "Just open up. It's your life. You know, screw them." Sure, it's easy for you to say. And then, like the gym in New Jersey, they they've combined, they've piled up uh, 1.2 million in fines. So they're going to put you out of business one way or the other. And when you're dealing with vindictive people like Charlie Baker, like Andrew Cuomo, like Gavin Newsom, they'll ruin you if you defy them. But what if there's 150 businesses like uh, in Minnesota that all open at the same time? Well, they're still... Yeah, but they're still going to get fined up the wall. So what are they doing? They're trying to raise money, I would assume, to pay all the fines that are eventually going to come their way. No, they're going to just say they can't get us all. They can't. They can't yeah. catch us all. We're all well, going to open. I mean, do you hire, I mean, the ACLU is gone, but there are other. There ACLU are, uh, is trying to get all prisoners released. That's their goal right now. <laughs> right, but I mean, I, I think that somewhere along the lines of, of equal protection, you could look and say, right. "Hey." You know, you uh, absolutely lauded the fact that people were out in the streets every day of the summer breaking your rules, and none of those people were fined. And businesses, you know, and individuals who were selling stuff, uh, you know, did the, that, and you find the hell out of them. It seems to me that that's uh, that's not equal. And the same thing with when Biden won, et cetera. I mean, I, I think the litigation is one way you could do it, but uh, you know, also, you know, a lot of people in this country voted for Trump. It's like, you know, almost 80 million people voted for Donald Trump. You know, half of this country is not insane. Half of 80 million people voted for lockdowns. That's the real discovery. 80 million people voted to continue this lockdown insanity. That's that's generally, you know, that's that's an 8 million person difference between Trump and Biden. And all of those 8 million are in New York and in L.A. and in California. So, you know, the rest of the country is not. None of, them, none of them works for a living. Not, uh, if they do work, right. they work for the state or the city or they don't, you know, they work for a college. They don't really have a real job. They don't have to worry about these these lockdown measures. But uh, we'll see. It feels, I don't know why, it feels like we're getting closer to the breaking point. 
And I, and I say that, and then I'll go out today and walk the dog and everyone will be, you know, giving me dirty looks. Cause I don't have a mask on because you know, I'm alone with my dog and they'll be like, don't you know the rules? I'm sorry. No. And the problem is that like you were saying that these rule makers, the government people, the people who work in the government are not the brightest people on the earth. No, they're the they're, dumbest. Yes. They're, they're the oftentimes dumbest. the dumbest and they're emotional and they're psychotic. They're like the idiot in the store who was yelling at the woman. Put your f-ing mask on. I'm sorry. You can walk away from me right now, sir. Put your mask on. Get away from me. Put it on. Does it bother anybody else that she doesn't have to wear a mask that we all do? Just go away. Stay six feet away from me then. No. Get away from me. No. (laughs) Please get away from me right now. The woman who says, do you want me to call security? The guy, the little twerp in the tight shorts says, yeah, call security. Have them tackle her because she doesn't have a mask on. Oh, and, and he just kept coming at her. And I said this, I, I just wanted her to take her shopping cart and slam it into his his knees, his shins. He's got these tight shorts. So you can see like his the veins in his in his member. It's the, <laughs> and the guy's the worst. Chasing around the store saying, put a mask on. Oh, he just wanted someone to punch him in the throat. Isn't These it interesting? The worst. Isn't it interesting how these good, fair-minded, you know, equal rights, gender studies liberals, the moment they get a chance to yell at a woman, absolutely love it and take advantage of it, right. you know, to come right. down hard on her and to make sure that she feels threatened. You know, there's another woman at the end of that, at the end of that altercation, another woman tells a guy to mind his own bleeping business and bleep off, essentially. Oh, really? And so he scampers away. And the woman who recorded the guy then looks at her and says, I know who you voted for. <laughs> I mean, we see the numbers. The, the masks compli- mask compliance does nothing to slow the spread. Nothing. But they don't care. They were told to wear a mask. I mean, you know, they should do an experiment and say, you know, today everyone should wear whatever, uh, you know, their underwear on their head. This is uh, uh, Dr. Fauci wants you to wear your underwear on your head today and see how many people complied. You think there'd be over 50%? Yes. I know Conan would be the first one to put his underwear on his head. You got to pick your battles in today's world. There's a lot of ones to pick. To me, I'd rather restaurants open. If I got to wear a mask every which way, I'll do it. If I if it means keeping restaurants and gyms open and shit like that. I mean, I wear a mask when I'm supposed to in a restaurant or a store. But uh, honest to God, when I'm running, I, I never, never. That's just insane. And people, I'll I'll go by people and they will have their mask down. And if they see you coming, they pull it up. Like, oh, yes. now, yeah. we'll, now I'll be okay. I was going to run by you, you know, 20 feet away in the in a wind whipping, sun, cold. Uh, and if my mask was down, I might have gotten sick and died. So I'll pull it up and I'll be okay. Right. People, exactly. People, and you, you, yesterday you had Melania Trump reading to, a, to actually just in person in a hospital. She was reading in a hospital function room. To two kids, only two kids were in there. They were about 20 feet away from her, and she didn't have a mask on. Of course, she's already had COVID, so she doesn't need to have a mask on. It doesn't matter. But it, the, you talk about Dr. Melania, because <laughs> Dr. Melania is, is the most uh, graceful first lady we've ever had, the most beautiful first lady we've ever had. But no, uh, J- uh, Jerry, no, I'll tell you all you need to know about Melania Trump, uh, the, the view, the good people, the good liberals, the view told us about two years ago. Is it? That she's not concerned with his mistresses because she was one of them. Hmm. Is that possible? Oh. That it doesn't well, you, affect you her, specifically asked her in that way. Because- I don't know. Let's ask Jill Biden's ex-husband, who was married to Jill before Joe started dating her. Let's ask him because he's he's gone on record. He's he's available to interview. Put him on the View, or you know what? Let's go back and uh, let's uh, revisit the View. 
discussing who should be Joe Biden's um, Surgeon General. She said that uh, Whoopi said that should be Jill Biden because she's a she's an amazing doctor. An amazing doctor. She should be turning. She should be a surgeon general. <laughs> She's a hell of a doctor. A hell of a doctor. A doctor of education. An expert on community college. These are our thought leaders. Yes. Yes. They, <laughs> she. They would. Every one of them would put their underwear on their head, which is disgusting. I think actually Whoopi already has it on her head. Something's on her head. Um, they would put their underwear on the head if Cuomo told them to. They would absolutely do that, and so would most people in in, in Boston. It's very discouraging but jerry didn't doesn't isn't it amazing that there are people out there who are going to for christmas purchase his book and give it as a thoughtful yeah. gift <laughs> you know what's more amazing he's been credibly accused of sexual harassment by a former work uh someone who worked for him a very well-respected uh, liberal in new york and the network news is haven't mentioned it the the the, the cover-up continues. The complete corruption continues in the mainstream media. This monster is sexually killing old ladies, sexually harassing young ladies, and they act like he's uh, still the uh, the leader of the movement, and they want him as attorney general, which I hope he, right. uh, gets, hope he gets picked because you know what? For the first time in his life, he'll be asked some tough questions if he has to go before the Senate, at least – you know, Ted Cruz will will ask a tough question or two, which the media refuses to do. I don't want to get into that. I want to get back to that. But first, let me talk about WellCare Botanicals. You ever wonder what helps you perform at the highest level? Well, the idea of sustaining brilliant energy throughout the day, easily falling asleep and waking up completely refreshed can seem out of reach sometimes. Why? Well, most people are dealing with lots of responsibilities. They struggle with anxiety. They experience mental and physical pain in their daily life. And the solution to better energy and well being needs to come directly from nature. That's why WellCare Botanicals is empowering people everywhere to feel better the simple way with pure, organic, quality hemp products full of CBD from flower to bottle. Their team of medical professionals and chemists harvest hemp phytocannabinoids through a zero residual CO2 extraction process to produce the highest potency, giving you a completely organic way to nourish your energy and feel calm. WellCare Botanicals is the future of CBD, affordably accessible and better for you than ever. Well-being starts with WellCare. Order your WellCare Botanicals at wellcarebotanicals.com or call 888-211-2011 today. Use code Callahan for 20% off. We got to move on. We got to move on. Um, a couple things. We got to get to Tom Cruise because Tom Cruise, you want to talk about the ultimate Karen. And I understand. I know you're going to defend him. I understand why he's doing what he's doing, but. The fact that grown men could let this little five foot two inch <laughs> punk talk to them that way is amazing. I guess, you know, what they got is they work in the movies, they got a good job, they're grateful to have the job, so they just take it from Tom Cruise. But we got Tom Cruise uh, on the set of Mission Impossible, like 72 or something, and a couple of the workers, uh, the, 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 cat, the crew, were standing too close together. They were under orders to socially distance to be six feet apart. And he caught a couple of them standing closer than that while looking at a monitor, I believe. And he just went off and just demeaned these people and, and, and dressed them down for quite a while. And to me, I was kind of surprised. I didn't know Tom Cruise had this in him. 
I don't ever want to see it again. Ever. And if you don't do it, you're fired. If I see you do it again, you're gone. And anyone on this crew does it. That's it. And you too. And you too. And you. Don't you ever do it again. That's it. No apologies. You can tell it to the people that are losing their homes because our industry is shut down. It's not going to put food on their table or pay for their college education. See, this is where I'm cool with Tom Cruise, right? Because he's thinking about the workers who are lost, who's you know losing their jobs or whatever. Like that's where I'm cool with this thing. It's just the fact that he went on for so freaking long that I would. No, it does. It goes for how long? How long is the rant? I mean, the the clip, which by the way was like cut off at the start, that was going around viral. It was at least two and a half minutes. So I can't even. I can't imagine if it was three minutes long. I would have freaking. All right, buddy, calm down. (laughs) No, you were waiting for someone to say we got you. But you know what? He was looking for someone to you know talk back, and then he was going to rip into them and maybe fire them because you're right. He thinks it's a noble cause. He's he's a mask fanatic that was obviously wearing a mask when he went on this tirade, and we don't know who he was dressing down, but we know they weren't following the rules. And I guess other. Other uh, productions have been shut down or fined or delayed, and he didn't want that to happen. Um, but thank God they're following the rules, because what would we do without Mission Impossible 7? I'm going to defend him, Jerry. I think that he was trying to save the production. And also, I defend Tom Cruise because all the right people hate him. All the Hollywood elites hate him. They consider him a, a religious fanatic and a wacko. I mean, of course, they're amoral, weird pagans drug infested to you know zombies but something's wrong with tom cruise because he's a you know l ron hubbard guy or whatever i and you know he's complained about people's mental health and that that hits a chord in hollywood as well they don't like him making proclamations about mental uh, wellness and if he's trying just trying to save the production i've got no problem he's also a good actor i'm standing by tom cruise in this one jerry hey by the way you know, we've all been your office at the old Dennis and Callahan days uh, would get a little loud occasionally, Jerry. The rest of us who worked around there could uh, could uh, recall some of that stuff. People yell. Men yell. It's OK. You know right? what? But in our case, uh, in our defense, there was always someone yelling back. It was always a two way street. I would True. expect someone to fight back. You never heard the men who are getting uh eviscerated by Tom Cruise. Never say a word. It's unbelievable. He hey, goes you toward the end. He looks right at like, you obviously don't say long just going? He said, I want your apologies. No, you know, you're fine. And he just keeps going and going and going. It's how long does this thing go? Like five minutes? Yeah. When at least three, I mean, like I said, I, I like the messaging. It's just kind of like at some point you got to call an asshole an asshole. It's just like <laughs> a complete power trip. And just, uh, I don't, I don't respond well to that shit, by the way. I don't respond well to yelling at all. I go into snarky sarcasm mode. Some people, do, you know, I mean, just going back to, to our, my RKO days, whatever, there were a few people who just loved to hear themselves blow their own top. Yeah. I think like the, the show entourage kind of encouraged some of that, you know? <laughs> yeah. It could have been a couple of people come to mind, but, uh, but uh, yeah, no, I generally think that's not, it's not a good idea, but this was a dressing down, you know, good, good coaches. You don't throw the equipment, right. That's a thing or was a thing. I don't even know. Is it a thing anymore? Can I, you do I that? will. I will say that I didn't know he was that kind of guy. I never, I never heard of him being that explosive and profane. I didn't know. Yeah. I know he doesn't drink. He doesn't do uh, uh, drugs. He doesn't do uh, even 
prescription drugs. He got in trouble for mm-hmm. uh, ripping what's her name, Brooke Shields, because she was on some kind of antidepressant. He thinks those are just Im- uh, immoral. Um, you know, he's got a lot of uh, a, a lot of rules in his life from, from, I guess, from Scientology, which is scary. But I didn't know he swore like that. It was kind of good to hear. But can you imagine taking that kind of beating from a guy that small? What is he, 5'3", something like that? You've got to be in shape to do Mission Impossible. Though, I right? give him no question. He's yeah. in, And he does his own stunts, and he's right. 58. He's 58. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, he's my age. And, you know, we're just a couple guys that look, you know, 20 years younger than we are. I give him credit. I know. And you, got a, you got a grade on a curve because Cocktail is a top 10 movie of all time. So you got a grade I, on a curve. You, got a say, no, I, you know, I'm not sure how many movies he has that are top 10, but he's got some great, you know, what, like A Few Good Men. or. Uh, um, well, think about Cocktail right now. That was, I mean, what a Republican movie, if you think about that. Guy breaks out doing his own hard work, gets in a jam, tries to do the right thing. I think, of course, that was the Reagan administration. All the right moves was a great, you know, high football, whatever you call it, movie. And uh, born on the 4th of July, pretty yep. intense. Not exactly a... a, a sure a won an Oscar for it. Uh, he was terrific. And uh, what's it, what it, you know, with... Uh, Rain Man. Dustin Hoffman. Rain Man was great. Uh, he's done some good, watchable movies. Obviously, Top Gun. So... Um, you know, he's, he's good. Although, and I'm sure Mission Impossible seven will be, you know, entertaining. It's yeah. To watch at I least. Would never, I would never watch that, but I, but, I, but, I, but I think he's, he's not a, I don't think he's a bad guy. And, um, you know, a few years ago, somebody like sprayed him with uh, water or something. And like he confronted the guy to his face and he wasn't a jerk about it, but he was like, uh, he kind of shamed the guy. And I thought that was pretty cool with, with the Christian Bale thing, which is yeah. like comparable to this. Bale was being a hothouse flower and, you know, somebody had offended, you know, his highness's uh, sense of high art. So he lost his bleep and he was really dehumanizing the guy. He's a POS. I'll yeah, never no, yeah. Tom Cruise is not in Christian Bale's uh, category at all. Christian Bale had the all time great tantrum and um, it was on the set for someone walking around when he was doing a scene. Fuck's sake, man, you're amateur. But he also had a tantrum in the airport in London yelling at his own mother, I believe. So that, you know, that's the definition of an a-hole. And he is. There's no question. I mean, I've read about him. I can't take anything away from him, though. He's a total a-hole, and he's a brilliant actor. His The job he did in uh, The Fighter, playing Dickie Eklund, was the greatest. He got an award for that. The uh, have you seen uh, Ford versus Ferrari? He steals the the movie from uh, from Matt Damon. He's so good in Ford versus Ferrari. He's a great great actor, but he's also an a hole, and he also has the greatest tantrum, I would say, in in Hollywood history. Aren't they all aren't they all a holes when you get that power? I mean, look at the fall from grace from like Johnny Depp lately, like literally just completely. He is, yeah, he's a piece of garbage. Just just garbage individuals. So I don't know. I don't know if there's personal stories about Johnny Depp being an a-hole. I don't know. I know that that like there's Keanu Reeves supposedly is a hell of a guy. And uh and uh you know some of these other guys are just total jerks, but they're not all. And I I, I like hearing about the ones who are who are great guys. You know who's a great guy, Jerry, who actually I called the radio guy? show, Jerry. I called into your radio show and then stayed on hold. This is in 2004 or something. And then you were about to take me and I dropped off because I was afraid because you were going to yell at me. But um, Ted Williams' son was a great guy. 
What, what movies were he in? He wasn't in a movie, but he was. <laughs> now we're talking about movies and stars and movie you're, you're stars. Random, random son of a bitch. Ted Williams' son? I don't care about Ted Williams' son was a hell of a guy, and you were demeaned him as being a jerk. He, he capitalized on his father, and he and he put his father's frozen head on in ice in Arizona. He's he's a weirdo, and he's not relevant to this. I thought you were going to tell me some actor who was a great guy. I can tell you some. So I've talked to Keanu Reeves, like I just said, and he was a really nice guy. He was just like Keanu Reeves when I worked in a hotel. And uh, he once had his huge party up there, all sorts of beautiful women who were streaming in and and guys were all over there and he once had this huge party in this hotel and we had to call up and say hey a woman answered the phone and we said hey um you guys have to be quiet we're getting noise complaints up there and the woman said oh oh that's just keanu he's having a great time why don't you guys come up and party with us there's lots of girls here and there's lots of guys too and she said well you know and keanu's fine with either one <laughs> I um I promised I was going to tell the story about how Ben Stiller is the biggest a hole in Hollywood, but right. I'm not going to do that. It's it's a it's a good story, but it's a long. I'm going to do it another day. How's that a tease? We'll do it another day. Ben Stiller is a dick, and huh. I know firsthand why. I mean, I've been, I don't know, you know, I've been in a number of movies myself, and I have to yeah. say that uh, there's some good guys and some not so good guys. Who I mean, I I was in a scene with Anthony Anderson, very cool guy, and. Uh, uh, he must have Jim Carrey. We're, we're talking about a different. Jim Carrey wasn't in my scene, but he was very difficult. From all the people told me, uh. not because he was an a hole, because he was uh, he insisted on doing every scene a hundred times. Uh. It took a lot of uh, like a lot of time and, and and manpower just to keep him happy. So he's very difficult. I didn't deal with him or, or, or do a scene with him, but uh, Richard Jenkins, big star, who's uh, in a lot of movies, he was a very nice guy. Um. Uh, who else was I in? I met, met Jake Dennis Leary, nice guy. You've got to met Dennis Leary by now, or no? Have you met? No, him? he's an a hole. Yeah, Dennis Leary not. is a renowned a hole. Damn, that's not the, not they, not a particularly nice guy. I no, know. and I it, Lenny Clark actually like blinks it to you if you ask him about Leary. Lenny's the greatest guy in the world, and they're yes. good friends. And Lenny doesn't doesn't exactly throw him under the bus, but he will. Uh, you're right. He'll roll his eyes. I and, could be an asshole, but friends with Michael J. Fox. That just seems off. That doesn't seem well, he's, he's right. friends with famous people, friends with Kim yeah. Neely. If you're he'll famous, if you're famous, he'll be great to you. Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal, who played Jeff Bowman in the movie and was brilliant in the movie Stronger. I met him at the premiere mm-hmm. and he was a very nice guy to everybody. And he's a brilliant actor. He's right there with Christian Bale. In my, in my opinion, his <laughs> performance he put on as, as uh, Jeff Bowman was just remarkable. But, uh, uh, we'll, I'll tell my Ben story still or another day. Ben Stiller story another day. I like the celebrity gossip segment, Jerry. This is fun. <laughs> yes. Well, and, uh, you know, I'm with all the celebrities who, you know, are there to support Andrew Cuomo, you know, the Ben Stiller and and uh, Rosie Perez and Billy Joel and Robert De Niro. I bet De Niro is the biggest asshole of them oh, all. Totally. Uh, he must be the worst. I mean, it, I think after years, these people forget who they are because they're not really themselves they're playing actors and they they just lose their way and become miserable people and you have to have a fall like for some reason shadow keeps referencing keanu reeves keanu reeves was super relevant that he had this kind of like drop off and then he be i bet he was an asshole when uh, the matrix was out shit like that it's when and when you have the fall from grace you turn into a nice guy you, yeah. you know michael malley right michael malley yes, the, yes. Act, the greatest guy ever he and he is the greatest guy ever he does charity he'll fly across the country do a charity appearance he'll do anything for anybody 
He's, he's just the most down to earth guy who doesn't forget where he came from. He's the best guy. He's not the biggest star, but he's the best guy. Um, speaking of not the biggest star, we got to get to this Dominic Foxworth story. Dominic Fo- Dominique, I'm sorry, Dominique, which is a girl's name, but it's a guy who played in the NFL who works for ESPN. You won't believe why Dominique Foxworth doesn't root for Josh Allen. We'll get to that right after I tell you about Shake Concrete. Shake Concrete, uh, this is for you homeowners and home builders. You know what I'm going to say. You know what Shake Concrete can do for you. They have a huge selection of precast concrete steps. you got to check them out. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old stair, Shea has great values with designs for any home. Available in concrete, you can customize your steps with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. You can do this today, even though there's a storm coming. You don't have to do anything. You can sit in your house, put a log on the fire, look out the window, and watch them do this for you. Take away the old steps, put in the new steps, and just like that, your house looks better, and it's worth more. It's an investment. This is not a waste of money that you're investing in your home. To learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps, just log on to SheaConcrete.com. All right, Chaddock, I know you're a big, big sports guy. You know who Dominique Foxworth is? Cornerback. <laughs> Former cornerback for the uh... – <laughs> That's the beauty of Shattuck. He doesn't know anything about sports, but he always answers with confidence. He always <laughs> speaks with confidence. Well, he's a little-known little ESPN personality. He's one of these guys who's just, you know, there – and I don't know what shows he on NFL, you know, something today, tomorrow, this morning. He's a, an NFL, a uh, lesser known NFL analyst, former NFL players, you point out, and Dominique Foxworth. And, and the, the remarkable thing about this is the way he, how cavalierly and confidently he says it. He goes on Mamani Jones's podcast, which I maybe just thought, you know, nobody was going to hear it. So I don't blame him. Uh, but he went on and said, uh, Josh Allen, who to me is the second most entertained, uh, maybe the third most entertained player in the NFL right now to watch. I don't know why. He just He's so tough. He's big. He's strong. He's got this incredible arm. He's winning. I would put nobody ahead of uh, ahead of Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes when it comes to entertain, entertainment value. But uh, you watch more than Shattuck does, Cullinane. Who would you say is the second most entertaining player? Uh, I yeah, obviously I, Josh I would, Allen is up there for sure. I mean, Lamar Lamar Jackson when he's good, like Monday night, you yeah. can't take your eyes off from hell. Baker Mayfield too, but and then you got Tyreek Hill, who's amazing to watch. But Josh Allen is the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, and he is a superstar right now because they're winning because he's. Uh, you know, fitting in with the with the with the team like he's a tough guy. He's a guy. Who he's played gritty. You know, he's, yeah, he's he gets gritty. hit. He's he gets hurt. He just keeps coming. Yeah, he won't last, unfortunately, because he's too tough and he's and he takes chances and he gets hit. He's got that Drew Bledsoe in him. He wants to show everyone how tough he is. But I find myself. I don't know about you, Colin, and I find or or Shattuck. I find myself rooting for him. He's easy to root for. He seems like a good guy, a good team guy. Even though, you know, when he was 12 years old, he teated, uh, tweeted out some you know, gay joke or something. That doesn't um, mean much to me now. He's a grown man, and he's putting on a show up in Buffalo. Well, Dominique Foxworth wants to tell you why he doesn't like him. And um, I'm going to give you two 
two reasons, and then I'll let him fill in the rest. American flags and dogs. Those are the reasons he doesn't like Josh Allen. <laughs> are not based on Josh Allen. It's based on the people that are defending Josh Allen. I would be 100% lying if I said that when Josh does something dumb, a little part of me doesn't get happy. And it's not because <laughs> I want Josh to succeed. It's because the people who are telling me that Josh is the second coming and Josh is better than everybody are people with American flags and dogs and skull and crossbones in the Abbeys. <laughs> and then if you go just take a dip into their tweet history, it's some really concerning yeah. retweets and likes. It's just ridiculous. He is rooting against Josh Allen, who by all accounts is a good guy and a good uh, teammate and a great player, rooting against him because the people who like Josh Allen have American flags and dogs. I, I have both those things, and I, I, I realize Dominique Foxworth would, would probably hate my guts, uh, but he's rooting against the player because people who like the player have American flags. Yes. The amaz amazing thing about this, and I say it again, he says this like confidently, like, yeah, I'm making a good point, and obviously Bamani's laughing like a, you know, laughing like a trained seal for no that's funny really it's funny that the guys who like him and i think he's just thinking of bills fans bills mafia or thinking of white guys in general it's like white guys with american flags and dogs have you ever heard someone say they don't like people because they have dogs <laughs> well american flags and dogs to me jerry is problematic because it sounds like the nuclear family which is a very negative thing, which New York public schools, by the way, uh, will be taught that is a, a terrible characteristic to, to have being a nuclear family. So it shows values of the privileged and, um, you know, American gluttony and whatever. And can, you that, can you help me out here? What uh, um, what's he talking about with uh, skull and crossbones? Was that some, what is a white, obviously white, like clan thing or something? What's a skull? Is he saying like all Harley drivers are Trump supporters or something like that? Is, I, yeah, Harley about skull and crossbones. Well, I don't know. I'm just trying to. I'm just. I'm trying to. Do you have any more of that? I'd love to hear Bomani because Bomani agrees with him. You know that. Yeah, that was all. Bomani's just laughing. They they di diverted right after that. They went on to something else. So yeah. so um, everyone in the NFL is appreciating. God knows the uh, the networks are appreciating Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo Bills resurgence and they're going to the playoffs. And if they, if you got a Buffalo Kansas city, AFC title game, that'd be better than the super bowl. In my opinion, that'd be a great matchup. And I assume Dominique Foxworth would root for Mahomes because the people like Mahomes, they don't have American flags and dogs, right? Well, we got to, I mean, let me, I'll search through Twitter and see if that's the case. It doesn't, uh, I got to see if Mahomes' supporters are, are into dogs or not. Well, I'm going to guess, I'm going to just guess that Travis Kelsey's supporters might have American flags and dogs and, and skull and crossbones. But I mean, this is a guy, by the way, and I guarantee Bamani agrees with him, who roots for Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick's okay. The people who like Colin Kaepernick, oh, they just, oh, they shoot cops, you know, they, they loot and burn and destroy buildings. But that's okay. But the people who support uh, Josh Allen have dogs. It's just, uh, I don't know what's yeah, become, no, uh, yeah. what's become well, ESP, ESPN commentary the last couple of years. It's just, it's ridiculous. Although if you were, <laughs> if it's just simply based, if it's some kind of, you know, just broad brush, you know, kind of uh, racial description that this guy is, a, you know, all American, big, rugged, 
flag waving <clears throat> guy with a, by the way, beautiful girlfriend, who not shockingly is a former cheerleader named Brittany Williams. Um, you know, then if you've got that trope, which I were told is a dangerous thing, you know, in your mind that this is all gauche with your, with your golden retriever or whatever, then I guess that's considered, you know, de class A in the, in the, as a progressive lefty, you'd think of these things and just spit on them because they're, they are parts of being well, I understand American. If you're going to say, uh, I don't like, you know, rednecks with, uh, whatever, uh, you know, people who support, you know, the proud boys or the three percenters, but American flags and dogs, what else are you going to desecrate? You know, apple pie and, you know, Bud Light. And I mean, what uh, jumping on, jumping on card tables in the parking lot. These are all American. These are, these are good red blooded Americans are rooting for Josh Allen. And you why know what? He, why wouldn't he just bash the NFL in its entirety? I mean, he's describing an NFL football fan. You know what I mean? Like yeah. why wouldn't he just bash the NFL fans at, in its own right? That's true. He's it, also, he's probably stupid by the way, this guy, you know, if, if, if that's his take, it, to add in skull and crossbones as well, he's really muddied the waters a little bit with this, and it's it's hardly decipherable as to what the hell he's talking about. Um, I mean, I, I where do you go to college? I'm trying to get his bio here. Where did Dom? I mean, I don't know anything about him, but uh, I know that he's not alone. This is you know, uh, Jamel Hill's not there anymore, but Jamel Hill made millions at ESPN because she. You know, hated people that uh, had American flags and dogs, and hated uh, you know anybody that didn't just worship Colin Kaepernick. People like this, they don't understand why we don't all love Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick, who outwardly supports cop killers, they think he's wonderful. Josh Allen is not. Uh, he went to Mar- he went to Maryland, and he actually, after playing, uh, graduated from Harvard Business School. Look at him. Oh, wow. So he's not dumb. I mean, he, maybe he's woke and he's indoctrinated at, at Harvard Business. So he's not dumb, but he said it like, no big deal. Yeah, people that have flags. Flags? Right. Well, he also. The point where flags, by the way, on the same day in, um, uh, where did they strip uh, the in Oregon? They, they, they changed the name of Abraham Lincoln High School because yes. uh, Lincoln wasn't didn't think the quotas didn't think black yeah. lives mattered enough or didn't matter to him. Black lives didn't matter to him. So they stripped the name of Abraham Lincoln, took the name off Abraham Lincoln high. And I assume they're, they're not going to call it like, I don't know, Snoop Dogg high or something. So we, you know, all is right in the world. Uh, Dominic Foxworth was born in Oxford, England. His dad was in the army. So he, <laughs> essentially Pete Davidson in a football uniform. All right, we have more good news before we wrap this up. I should have done this yesterday, but, you know, because the Cleveland Indians have taken a, a, a removed the name Indians, or they're going to. They're not doing it right away, but by the end of next season, they're going to have a new nickname. They're going to get rid of Indians. They already got rid of Chief Wahoo. And according to TMZ, one um, – I'm going to get the person's title. One person said that uh, this means fewer suicides among American Indians, so fewer – Native Americans are going to kill themselves because there's no longer a baseball team that honors Indians by calling themselves the Indians. Fawn Sharp, the president of the National Congress of American Indians, said that. What's his name again? Uh, her name, Fawn Sharp. Fawn, her. Yeah. Yes. And she, literally, she yeah. literally said there will be fewer suicides. 
Yes, it, she doesn't really. Uh, unfortunately, they didn't uh, post any audio with it, but she doesn't uh, provide too much background. It just no. says, uh, you know, ki- kids in schools are learning all the right things, and this is just setting them. This would set them back to keep names like this and I don't know, cause all these names. That, so the more we remove names that honored American uh, Native Americans, the better Native Americans will feel. Do I have that right? Yes. Right. So yeah. you, then you bring in somebody like this woman or uh, a consultant, like a guy named Ferries Gray, who's another big progressive Indian consultant. And they go to towns like Winchester, Massachusetts, strip the name Sachems um, and all the upscale uh, rich Winchester folks pay them a lot of money so that, the, that these people come in and call them racists. Then they change the name of the football team. And then they feel good about what they've done in Winchester. Uh, but the Indians still on reservations continue to die of opioid deaths, et cetera. But that's far removed. The people in Winchester feel good. This is the guy, the guy, Ferries Gray, who went into Winchester a few months ago uh, to tell the people of the town why the name Sachems was uh, was uh, racist. In order to understand how the indigenous feel about the, these mascots, you have to understand the history of this country and what happened to us. Uh, we were colonized and assimilated. Uh, we make the comparison quite often to the similarities between what Hitler did and what the colonists did. <laughs> uh, the one difference is Hitler was stopped and the colonists were not. Thank you for t- calling us that, Mr. Gray. Thank you. We'll change the name of the team now. And the best thing is, is that uh, is like that town. That's the town where I grew up. Or is that these people? These do-gooders who want to change the name, they're never the kind of people who ever played sports or go- went to the games. They don't coach the games. You know, they don't, they, the, the people. So you who- remove the name. If it weren't for that nickname, Sachems, uh, no one would know what a Sachem is. I mean, right. Don't, I'll say it again. You don't pick a nickname because you don't have any respect, because you want to demean a people or, uh, right. You don't, you pick it. It's to honor them. You pick it because there's something great and courageous and, and brave about them. That's why you pick it because they were brave warriors. They were fighters. They were, uh, they were courageous people. You don't say, here's a nickname. You know, we'll pick the fighting Irish because we think they're a bunch of drunken idiots who, you know, losers. We're going to, we'll pick the, the Braves or the chiefs because we think Indians were just a bunch of drunken, you know, uh, um, people who got colonized. You pick it as a way to honor them. That's why they picked it. Now you could say Chief Wahoo's uh, not is a cartoon character, that they should, and they got rid of him two years ago. Nobody cared. No big deal. But they get rid of a nickname, and again they're going. They got rid of the Redskins. They got rid of the Indians. They're coming for the Braves, the Chiefs, the Warriors, the Sachems. They're going. They're coming after. Uh, they don't stop. They never stop. We know that. They're just like no. they never, like they never stop. Didn't stop with Robert E. Lee or Jefferson Davis. They eventually getting rid of Robert E. Lee led to the removal of Abraham Lincoln from Boston Common or Public right. Garden in Boston of a of a high school and uh, out on the West Coast. Get right. rid of Abraham Lincoln. Getting rid of Robert E. Lee, you know, resulted in getting rid of a, a sportscaster named Robert Lee who was Asian. <laughs> That's a, that's true. It never stops and it never makes any sense. And I don't know what happens after Abe Lincoln because you don't get more insane than saying because Black Lives Matter, we have to get rid of the man who freed the slaves. You I mean we got to get rid of Abe Lincoln and U.S. Grant? That's that's how crazy and stupid these people are, and they ain't stopping now. So. They're, I don't know which is the next team. I'm going to guess it's the Braves because the fans do the tomahawk chop. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, 
Atlanta is now the 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 woke capital of the world. But Stacey Abrams is about to steal the Senate. She already got the presidency. Now she's coming after the Senate. And uh, That's the United States governor you're talking about, Jerry. Did you see, <laughs> did you see Biden's uh, rally in Atlanta yesterday? I mean, there had to be oh, 12, 13 people there. And as usual, he was stumbling all over his words like he always does. He said he was there to support John Orsoff. No one knows who John Orsoff is, but he looked at Stacey James and says, "You're one, Stacey Abrams," and said, "You're wonderful. If we only had ten of you, you know, we could." And I'm thinking, if you had ten of her, you might this, you might tip the city into the, you know, the city might tip over. To a quote to Hank, Hank Johnson, Johnson. Uh, um, I I don't know that the, I don't know that the ground could handle ten Stacey Abrams, but he said, "We had ten of you, we'd conquer the world." Maybe she's right. He's right. She God knows. She delivered Atlanta for him, and she might deliver the Senate. But we'll get to that another day. It's going to be wild. The go leading up to January fifth is just going to be wild. There's going to be lots of people trying to cheat, and lots of people trying to stop the people from cheating, and it's going to get very contentious. But anyway, we will leave it at that. Tom Shattuck, that is the host of uh, the Burn Barrel Podcast. Um, you all uh, ready for Christmas? I know you have like 17 kids and they're all making their lists. Are are you getting any of them guns? Uh, well, they have uh, Nerf guns, actually. Oh, they do. They're, all, they're all armed up. Nerf guns are, the technology has come a long way and they're fantastic now. So they have all time sorts for, of time for real guns, I think, Tommy. Time for real guns. Well, I mean, I've got a, a hawk problem. So we're looking to uh, address that situation with the anti-aircraft uh, equipment. You should. Never too early to learn. So they did a little Jerry Callahan, Jerry. Yeah, little Jerry. He survived, correct? Barely survived. He ran yeah. inside a shed, and the hawk followed him inside the shed and tried to kill him there for hours until the hawk finally left. He's banged up. He is. He is. He has looked better. Do the chickens ever gang up on a predator like a hawk? Do they like protect each other? So the chickens are—it's every man for himself. But the guinea fowl. They do. They kill like hey, the racial slurs. What are you talking about here? <laughs> I thought he was Irish. <laughs> Jerry Callahan is Irish. Oh. It was Jerry Callahan. That's why he sticks out because he has red hair, and so the hawks always target him. But uh, he fights, man. He fight. They roll on the ground. These hawk, these chickens, and the hawks like duke it out. He's a tough bastard. He's two and zero. Oh. That's pretty right. damn good. It's good to hear. I'm proud of him. I have to come up there and meet a little Jerry Callahan one of these days. But uh, all right, good luck with the chickens and with uh, getting ready for the uh, Christmas. I think you should get the kids all new masks. That's what you get, a new mask. Get them like all, you know, boxes and boxes of masks because it's never going to end. We're going to be messed up until next Christmas because that's what Dr. Gupka I just don't want them to act like they've been liberated this Christmas. No, no, there will, will be no liberation. There will be no. We're getting rid of Abe Lincoln. And we're getting rid of liberation all in the same on the same weekend. This is progress, Tom Shattuck. All right, thanks Shattuck, and thanks to Shake Concrete and Allied Paving and DCU, and thanks to everybody for listening and subscribing and telling a friend. We appreciate it. What else we got? Anything, Cullinane? I just want to reassure you that we will be following Sarah Fuller's soccer career. I know okay. it's, I know the football career is coming to an end, but for your sake. Shattuck made a prediction earlier that she would end up in the booth. She's going to be a broadcaster. I mean, after an illustrious uh, football career, I mean, what more could you do on the field? Let's be honest. She did it all. Time to move up into the booth like the great ones do, you know, like Drew Brees is going to do next year. So I'm looking forward to that, and uh, I just want to say, 
all little girls out there, you know, you saw her, you saw what she did. You too can play in the SEC. I don't see why not. All right, we want, I want to get somebody to support Baker, Cuomo, de Blasio, Walsh, somebody. Find someone for me. We will, we're on a mission today. I know, and, I, and I want to bring back Reamer too because, you know, I know lots of people get annoyed when Reamer's on. I like him, and he will, in his own insane way, maybe not support. He's not pro-lockdown. He's already started. He's he signed a petition. I was going to say, I saw him with some petition for the he gym. He circulated a petition to keep gyms open, which I yeah. like that. Reamer and I can find some common ground. But he'll be all into you know masking up forever and doing whatever he's told. He just wants to keep the gyms open. He just wants to stay in shape. But uh, we'll get Reamer on and we'll fight about that or fight about something as we always do. All right. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. Can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.